Here with me today, podcaster and author of Burn Book, a tech love story, Kara Swisher. Raihan Salam, president of the Manhattan Institute and National Review contributing editor. New York Times journalist and podcast host, Lulu Garcia Navarro, and author and conservative pollster, Kristen Soldis Anderson. Welcome back, everyone. Great to see you. Uh, Kristen, can Biden flip the script on immigration, which at this point is a big vulnerability for Democrats. I think it's going to be very hard for him to do so because this has risen so much in the public consciousness as a big problem, because you have stories like this horrible story coming out of Georgia, this jogger at the University of Georgia getting murdered, and of course it all traces back to this was a man who was in the country and shouldn't have been and had been, I believe, apprehended before. And the fact that the system feels so broken is going to continue to be a vulnerability for Biden, I think, even in the face of House Republicans shutting down that bill. It does not at this point appear to have taken a toll on Republicans standing on the issue. You know, I want to pick up on that terrible case in Georgia where a nursing student allegedly killed by a man in this country illegally for more than a year, and Trump hit that hard this week. The monster that charged, uh, charged in the death is an illegal alien migrant who was led into our country and released into our communities by crooked Joe Biden. Joe Biden will never say Lake and Riley's name. But we will say it, and we will remember it. We're not going to forget her. Lulu, can Biden flip the script on immigration so that voters don't totally blame Democrats for the problem at the, at the border? I think there's a bunch of things going on. I think Democrats are going to try. I think they looked at what happened in New York with Swazi's election, and they saw that he actually talked about immigration. Just real quickly, special election, New York, Tom Swazi, congressman running in a district, George Santos's seat, and he pushed the issue that, that Republicans and Trump killed the bipartisan border deal. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't run away from it. He actually basically embraced it and said, yes, we have to do something about the border. And yes, it has to be um, compassionate, but it has to be firm. And so uh, I think a lot of Democrats, I've heard, have taken uh, notes and, and are basically going to try and push that line. The wider problem here is that what we see is that Republicans have become an anti-immigrant party. Um, when you see the case in Georgia, of course it's a terrible case, of course it's absolutely horrific, but it is not actually emblematic of what happens in most places with migrants. Migrants aren't exactly flooding across the border who are criminals, they're not being let out of mental institutions, as Trump says. This is simply not true. In fact, what we see is that migrants actually commit less crimes um, than their native-born peers. Raihan, has Lulu convinced you that immigration and the idea of illegal immigration and crime caused by illegal immigrants isn't going to be a big voting issue for voters in November? Well, I'm sorry to say that there are two things that are cutting against the Biden agenda. One is the fact that inflation was once the dominant issue. Ironically, as inflation fades, immigration actually becomes even more salient an issue. Another is that when you look at Tom Suozzi, also look at Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman. These are Democrats who are showing that there is a lane to be very hawkish on the immigration issue, but that is pivoting against the Biden administration, in effect. President Biden owns this crisis right now. And I'll say that with respect to migrants arriving in the last couple of years, when you're look, talking about immigration in aggregate, you're missing a bit about the specifics of what's happening right now, with people exploiting a variety of different loopholes. The Venezuelan government 
in some respects, very deliberately releasing folks who oftentimes are dangerous criminals. There actually is more to it than looking at an issue in the aggregate. Look at it, the particular instances that we're looking at, as in the case of Lake and Riley. This was a two-time violent offender. There are many more instances they're, like it. They're, they're going to be. They're going to take advantage. Remember Willie Horton. This is. They're going to try to make it something that seems more dangerous than it is. And I inter interviewed David Chalian this week about that. And I think one of the things he noted is that it was sort of a right-wing issue, and now it's moved into the mainstream very clearly. And so Biden has to keep talking about it, really, in, that he's doing something. But, but does talking about it and talking about this bill counteract the fact that there have been millions of people coming across it, the border it, it for It counteracts that he's it's on the top of his mind. He can't pretend it's not happening. And I think especially when others like Fetterman, um, Eric Adams, all uh, the, in, in these blue states, when they see it up close, everybody's talking about it. So he can't not talk about it. He's got to act like he's acting. Even if, you know, even the I care, and this is a problem, and he can't let Trump run away with it. I mean, it is a problem. It is, of course. I mean, everyone is saying it's a crisis. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries um, is saying it's a crisis. Democratic One of the leader in the House. The Democratic leader of the House. I mean, this isn't uh, some, something that the Democrats are saying isn't a problem. The issue here is that the other side um, is, is really taking what is, quite frankly, a xenophobic stance. I mean, we remember when Donald Trump came down the escalator in 2015, and the first thing out of his mouth was basically that, that immigrants are evil, that Mexicans are rapists. I, I, and this I, I, is our I want to bring one more thing into this, though. But it's no longer a border problem. It's now because a lot of the governors down in the border states have been shipping these migrants up. Mm -hmm. It's become a big city issue in New York, in Chicago, a number of cities around, northern cities around the country. And, and Raihan, you had the New York City mayor, as we pointed out yes. in the piece, Eric Adams, saying, well, maybe these sanctuary city laws should be changed and toughened. I mean, are sanctuary cities over? Uh, I think that they might be, because when this was an issue that was limited to the southwest border, then you could say, oh, those guys are awful xenophobes. When this is something that is happening, unfolding in downtowns across the nation, what you're seeing is a number of Democrats realizing that it's about survival, it's about the security but of their communities. City you laws need to actually are not about Sanctuary city, sanctuary city laws, laws were ultimately symbolic, Lulu. Lulu, you're a great yeah, illustration me, say, but, but, of why but, but, Biden is having a hard laws, time with this issue. But the sanctuary city laws, what they're talking about there, what Eric Adams is talking about, is actually taking away the right of immigrants to have due process. He's saying, let's deport them if they've committed a no, crime before no, they even no, get due process. Outrageous. No, that's because, not what, because, you know, because... It is what he's saying. He's saying we can deal with immigration officials if they're suspected of a crime, not at, wait till after they've been convicted. Yeah, but, but the whole point... But the whole, but the whole idea of sanctuary city laws, in particular to do with crime, is that migrants um, can actually feel confident that if they are the victim of the crime of a crime or if they've they're, actually they're, seen a crime, they can feel confident that they can go to the police. There's something called right. a U visa that's designed to protect victims of crime. There's a process for that that exists in federal law. When you're talking about sanctuary jurisdictions, this was something that began back in the 80s as essentially a symbolic gesture when this was not actually a meaningful crisis. Over time, what we've seen is a very different scale of the problem, and what you're seeing is black and brown communities that are impacted by violence, chaos, and disorder that are taking a stand. John wait, Fetterman wait, 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 wait is someone second. who understands this in his bones. Uh, can, I, can I just say that Please. when you're saying about violence and disorder, it's as if you're saying that this is 
being caused by immigrant communities. No, and I'm I would talking just... about immigrants who are themselves being victimized by lawbreakers, people who are cynical, dangerous actors. When we're talking there about are dangerous actors, we're not but talking I about just, deporting I, everyone. We're, we're using, not talking about mass deportation. We're talking individual about deporting case, violent criminals. And we're trying to extrapolate. And, and the problem that I have here is that immigration needs to be dealt with, but it can't be dealt with with by demonizing, with, by, demonizing by demonizing by demonizing migrants. What it can be dealt with is by actually having as a, a son of policy, immigrants, as raised in an immigrant community, policy. let me tell you that and, and the Republicans have shown that they were not, not the Republicans have shown that they're not interested in policy.